Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by... Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What's up? Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Water. I'm your host, JP. Today, we have uh, we have an awesome, awesome city to talk about. I've been waiting for the perfect guest to come on and share this experience with. Today, we're going to be talking about New Orleans. We're going to be talking about Louisiana and everything that has to be offered down there. This is going to be a pretty awesome episode. My guest today is Christian Gershner. He's uh, from from New Orleans himself. He is a bass fisherman down there, and he's going to help guide us through uh, everything down there. And I'm going to throw a little bit of my input, too, because I've been down to New Orleans, and it's an awesome, awesome place. So, guys, let's welcome Christian to the podcast. What's up, man? How's it going? Going well. It's going well. Thanks for taking the time out tonight and, uh, and hopping on here. Hey, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you all. Um, you know, before we get started, we usually do a segment at the end of the podcast called One Sip, Everybody Knows the Rules. Uh, but we're going to do it early on today because we got a, uh, a killer, killer beer lined up and it's pretty high in ABV. So we're looking at from Michigan because Michigan's only pretty much Illinois, just except across the big pond. This is the KBS. Uh, this is. The cinnamon vanilla cocoa. Uh, it's a stout, so it's a very dark beer. We're looking at uh, 
I think, what is it, 11, 11% alcohol? Yeah, oh, no, 12%. 12% alcohol. So uh, <laughs> this is going to be uh, pretty uh, pretty stiff here. Let's give her a crack open. Uh, if this thing wants to catch. Use challenge coins. <laughs> there we go. All right. Let's give a little shout out to our show supporters Pelican, Yak Gadget, 153, Rocktown Adventures. Without them, man, a lot of this couldn't happen. So we thank you guys. All right. You like that pour? <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So right off the bat, you can smell that. Uh, you can smell that it's that it's boozy and strong. <laughs> See how dark that is. A little KBS action right there. Got that from Founders. So Founders beer and a KBS down in in there. One sip. This is gonna be a whole sip session though. <laughs> Here we go. Whoo, buddy. Yeah, that's that's, that's great. I'm taking, I'm taking it easy tonight with the Miller Light. <laughs> <laughs> that right there. When it's cold out like this, that'll keep you warm. Ooh, it's um very cocoa-y. Does have some vanilla hints to it. Can't really taste the cinnamon yet, but uh, I'm sure it's there. I just haven't gotten to that note yet. Um, for a boozy drink, yeah, this gets a four and a half out of five. Nice. You heard it here on Off the Water. One sip. All right, so without any further ado, let's jump into the show. We got some we got some drinks going. We got a lot to talk about about one of one of the better places I've ever been to, New Orleans. And let's talk fishing and travel. So let's jump into it. Christian, tell us about yourself. Who are you? you we know where you're from and, and what are you fishing for down and where are you fishing down in New Orleans? I'm a well, I'm born and raised here. Have never left. Uh I actually grew up doing uh, the inshore saltwater thing. Sweet. Um, speckled trout, redfish, uh, stuff like that. I actually guided for a little while out of uh, Bellacro, Louisiana. And uh, probably about six or seven years ago, I started bass fishing in uh, a little pond in my apartment complex, you know, just when I didn't have anything else to do. And I caught that first bass and I was hooked. <laughs> uh, ever it's since real then, I, i've been you know anywhere in the delta down here i've uh, made a couple trips up towards north louisiana and fished uh caddo lake stuff like that but yep. most of my fishing happens in the delta so. cool we just had um so the kb uh, and i know you're coming from the boating world so some of the terms may not you know sound the same but the KBF, which is the kayak bass fishing, uh, it, it's pretty much the series that's out there right now um, yeah. that everyone's umbrellaed. Uh, we had our national championship at Caddo out in uh, oh, really? Bossier City. Yeah, so it's I had the river. You're in Bossier City. Yep. So I did not. I was not able to make it, but I saw lots of pictures and lots of big bass were caught down there. Definitely, they got some biggins in there. So you're in the boating world. What kind of boat are you in right now? I have a 1999 G3 uh, okay. side, side console bass boat. It, I just got it redone. It's all painted in a custom camouflage. 
scheme. Nice. Uh, I, you know, I it's a 2000 Yamaha on the back, uh, 115. So it's uh that just got freshly rebuilt, everything. So it's like a brand new boat almost. <laughs> That's awesome. And then when you're down there, what, so I know you said you're fishing the Delta for the most part. You know, depending on the year, what what are your what are your favorite lures that you're throwing down there versus our fishing up here in the north? Um, I have recently become super confident in a chatterbait. That is, that's that's I, it took me a long time to figure a chatterbait out i started throwing it on a glass rod yep and i would never throw it on anything else now but uh <laughs> i like a chatterbait i like to go with a, an old school bill lewis rattle trap and uh if you know there's a lot of rip and stuff around here that we can get on so i my third would probably be a square bill any kind of square bill <laughs> I'll be throwing lots of square bills tomorrow morning, man. I'm fishing a river that that's surrounded uh, by lots of rip wraps, so chasing after some smallmouth before. This is probably going to be one of the two last two rod trips up here for myself. Yeah, I'm a power fisherman, so if it if yep. it's not a moving bait, I, I get bored real easy. That ADD <laughs> kicks in quick. <laughs> nice. So you said, and you also said you did some guiding uh, on the coast as well. Um, so when you were fishing uh, for redfish, speckled trout, were you pretty much using all the variety of techniques that we know of from live bait and using artificials, or did you have a special uh, technique? I wasn't uh, a big. I wasn't a big fan of live bait. I feel like okay. it. I, I mean, I know a lot of people throw it. It kind of took the fun out of it for me. But uh, I was. I, I stuck with a popping cork probably ninety percent of the time. Okay. Uh, I'd tie a, a line to line uh, with a, you know, braid to fluorocarbon leader. Mm-hmm. And then I like the old school little clip on uh, weighted corks to where I could pop them off and adjust my depth and stuff like that. But uh, other than that, it's either that or, you know, just a jig head on the bottom or something like that. But those were my two go-to things. Did you have, uh, what kind of boat were you in when you were guiding down there? I had an 18 foot Kenner. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they even really make them anymore. I think Mako, the uh, the Bass okay. Pro Shop company, uh, kind of took them over. But it was similar to a Mako. I had a little 18 footer, so I, I could only run a two man uh, operation. It was usually me and two people, but uh, it was fun. I got married, so uh, that kind of went out the window. You know, married, <laughs> like this is the best for a guide. Yep. Uh, <laughs> conversation <laughs> we're having in our household uh, the last couple weeks. So I feel uh, you on that one. I'm divorced now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's funny. I, I think the decision was made for me, not necessarily by my wife, but by the state of Illinois. Um, and I don't know if you follow any of like the uh, DNR the DNR politics throughout the country that goes on here. But um, here in Illinois, because we are very corrupt and crooked, um, the the Department of Natural Resources said, hey, guess what? If you're a guide, if you're t- doing photography in any of our state parks or property, um, if you're holding a tournament with more than 20 people, uh, we want 10%. And the insurance that you have, that's a million dollar policy. 
Yeah, jack it up to two million, and it has to be with these companies. Oh, and if that ain't enough, if you have more than twenty people, you can't have food or beverage without a permit. Wow. I mean, yep. I thought Louis I thought Louisiana and New Orleans was bad when it came to corruption, but dang. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, it, it we're we're all the kayak clubs, a lot of the uh best clubs, like the big boat guys, we're all trying to fight it. But again, it whatever fills their pockets, it it don't matter to us, you know. So I, I think a lot of uh or we don't matter to them, so I think a lot of us are going to be um relocating to Wisconsin or Indiana. I mean, it's not like Illinois had great fishing to begin with, but now when it comes to turn, I mean, as a guide too, there's, there's businesses and guide services that are purely based upon uh, people coming in here. And if they can't make it, I mean, there, there's a place called Newton Lake. Yeah. It's been in Bassmasters as the top, as one of the top lakes uh, to fish Uh, the sportsman in down there. This gentleman runs a guide service 24-7 down there. Um, you know, you're taking a huge cut of his money, you know, I, and is it going to necessarily, kill, you know, kill him off? I don't know. I don't know what his financial situation is, but I do know that 10% could have been, you know, that could, that's what he's probably using towards keeping up his, uh, up, you know, his boats up to date, keeping his facilities up to date. Now you're taking that money on top of the high taxes you already have going on here. So point being was I was looking at becoming a guide for 2022, and I think that's going out the window now as as this just got this came out. Yeah, well, we have a, a, a lovely law when it comes to fishing down here as far as uh, private waterways. And that is one of the reasons bass, uh, the – major uh fish you know bass uh tournament uh trails they won't come down here anymore after i don't even remember when the last one was probably the late 2000s but because of uh oil and gas rights and stuff like that the uh landowners of certain uh the land around canals and stuff like that they can they technically own the waterways so Hmm. they We've got people putting up gates and fences and stuff all over the place. People will they'll shoot at you if you go. Oh, down, absolutely! You go down the wrong canal. You know it's 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 terrible. All right, it comes back to the advantage that you know if it's a river that even though it might be on a lake, but if it's a river that connected it, and if the river runs through, you know technically what what the the constitutional law says. You don't own the actual river. You own the where the floodplain comes up to, uh, exactly. but a lot of people don't see it that way. <laughs> I look at it I, the way I look at it. Nobody can own tidal waters. Yeah, and, I mean, ninety percent of our stuff down here is tidal. I mean, even if you dug a canal out yourself on your land, and it connects to you know the ebbs and flows of the the Gulf of Mexico, it's still tidal, and I I'm I'm totally against that. whole situation but i me as a single person can't really you know do anything about it (laughs) right right on um so what what other lakes are you fishing so you said the delta um any other recommendations for fishing uh down there if someone wants to come down i mean anywhere from i do a lot of fishing out of what they call chef pass it's uh probably about 20 minutes uh you know, towards the east side of New Orleans. We okay. also have uh, the Atchafalaya Basin, 
which yes. is back up towards uh, kind of between Baton Rouge and Lafayette. And then, you know, you can go further west towards Lake Charles, and there's a lot of good bass fishing out there. Sure. I'm actually trying to make a trip in 2022 out to, uh, uh, what's it called, Gros Savan. I don't know if you've ever watched, uh, like, Zona's Awesome Fishing Show. Yeah. With uh, him and uh, Greg Hackney did a couple okay. episodes over there. It's a private lake, but it, it's some of the most amazing fishing you've ever seen. Um, five, six pounders are very normal on a oh, daily man. basis <laughs> over there. So <laughs> That's awesome. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool, man. And then uh, in terms of uh, of inshore fishing, uh, you know, if you're going for reds or trouts or anything like that, uh, I know Venice is the capital, um, redfish capital oh, yeah. of of America. Uh, anywhere else you want to recommend or, or point people in the direction? I I grew up fishing uh, Shell Beach and Delacro, which are two hugely popular uh, inshore spots nowadays. Uh, during the wintertime, you can catch them five minutes from the launch. Uh, redfish are all over down here. Um, if you go back up into the marsh, you can catch redfish pretty much anywhere. But, uh, you know, during the wintertime, you can go five minutes from the launch in the little canals and the smaller lakes and uh, ponds and stuff and catch trout. And then during the summer, it's mostly going out to the, the oil rigs and stuff that are in, you know, the gulf and in the bigger water. Okay. Are you guys in the wintertime? Are you guys still seeing bulls around or have they moved out for, uh, uh, you can get them in the wintertime. It just depends on where you're at. Uh, they like a little bit of deeper water in the wintertime, but okay. I, I caught one. Uh, I was, I catch a ton of them bass fishing. I caught <laughs> one, uh, last week right after that, we had that first cold front and the bass fishing turned on real good down here. And uh, I caught one 34 inches on a chatterbait. <laughs> he probably had – did he get – well, I got to remember, you're not in the kayak here. I was going to say, did he, did he give you a little sleigh ride? <laughs> oh, trust me, even in my little 18-foot aluminum boat, I get pulled around a lot by – Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine what it would be like in a kayak. Oh, yeah. It, it's – you know, we, I, we got what's similar to what uh, redfish in terms of strength. We got northern pike up here. Yeah, and I've, uh, I've been wanting to get one of those. Uh, oh small, man, smallmouth and pike are on my list. Hey, I'll, I'll put you on both. If you ever come to Chicago, hit me up. I'll I'll put you on both. Sounds good. Both in the in the same fishery, but awesome. we get I, we we get some uh, some good sized northern in, in some of the rivers up here. Yeah, uh, as soon as they hit, man, it, I mean they take off. And then uh, another good way or another good fish to fish for is uh, when we get salmon and trout up here too. Okay. So right now uh, on Lake Michigan, so the King salmon run is done. Uh, there's steelhead that are coming in right now. Uh, 
where I'm fishing tomorrow, I got a good. I'm going after smallmouth, but I got a good possibility of hooking up with uh with some steelhead too, um, just because they're swimming in the same waters right now at this time. And then, uh, you know, like right now we're kind of with the weather cooling down. We focus on uh, another good one. I don't know if you guys do you fly fish at all. No, I tried no. it a couple times. Just like kayak fishing, I get uh, aggravated real easy when it comes to fishing because <laughs> I want to. I just want to catch and, and fly fishing is not, not for me either. I'm a big guy, so I just couldn't get used <laughs> to the kayak and I couldn't get used to the fly fishing. <laughs> um, yeah, we got, uh, we got brown trout. Um, it, so like, like I said, kind of like Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, we're all kind of one big area that's just separated by Lake Michigan. So there's a lot of tributaries that come off Lake Michigan, not, not really in Chicago or Illinois, but Wisconsin, Indiana, Michigan have them all, and yeah. there's uh there's some good brown trout fish. I'm actually uh, a guest of mine who was on the podcast a couple episodes ago. He's coming out here from uh, Denver, and uh, we're gonna go uh, go chase some brownies on the fly too. So uh, we actually yeah, man. Have a, we actually have a playground out here that has a big pond in it that a lot of people bass fish in. You know, you catch a lot of the little ten inch, twelve inch bass. And they stocked uh, rainbow trout oh, in yeah. there for a little kid uh, tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, I know a lot of guys that go out there and tear up the rainbow trout. I don't <laughs> even know what they're using for those things. I've never called them, but they say it's a blast. Oh, they, they are fun, especially if you're catching them on the fly, too. It's, yeah. they're, they're a lot of fun on the fly. Um, but, like, conventional, a lot of guys use, like, um, little, like, inline spinners. Or a lot of guys will use – it's called uh, – pop power bait and what it is it's uh, like it's like play-doh yeah you take uh you take either a singular or a treble hook you roll it like you roll it like dough around mm-hmm. the treble hook and then fish because they're raised on a farm it looks like a pellet of food coming down yeah and, oh a, a, a trout has a brain about that big so hey it's my food and snap and then set the hook okay. and uh you got yourself two fillets right there there you go. That's my. A lot of people talk about they don't like to eat largemouth bass, but that is one of my favorite fish to eat down here. They're delicious. Hey. <laughs> Fry them up. They're yeah. awesome. You know, I I, I prefer we we got them up here, and it's not that you know, it's different taste for everybody. I'm more of a I, I love perch, perch and crappie. Well, those I, if I can get my hands on some crappie, I'll be all over. We call them sockele <laughs> down here. Okay. But uh, I, I've heard I'm, I've heard other guys too down there call them uh, what do they call them? They call them brim as well. Yeah, brim. Uh, yeah, is a Louisiana thing. That's the Cajun name. Okay. But uh, yeah, those, I mean that's like the filet mignon of fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, crappy are the best, man. So let's uh let's jump into it, man. Let's jump. You, you just mentioned Cajun. Let's jump into uh, New Orleans. Let's talk about. The city, the culture, everything that you call home, man. So yeah. you've lived there your whole life. Yes, sir. I'll be, now my first. It'll oh, be go ahead. years uh, in February. <laughs> now I gotta ask you, and you 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 could go whatever avenue you want with this. Were you? Did you stick it out through Katrina? Yes, we. Uh, well, we did. I didn't stay. Uh, we lived in a, a part of town called Lakeview. I was. I was a junior in high school when Katrina came through. 
Okay. Uh, our our neighborhood had about 17 feet of water in it. One <laughs> of the uh, one of the levees that broke was literally at the end of my street, about a block and a half away from my house. Holy now, Christ! My uh my dad was in the house when it happened. He wound up uh, having to break a window and stayed on the roof for about a day and a half and got picked up by some firefighters in a, a little flat boat. And he made it out. But uh, I've never gone back to the actual city of New Orleans. I've always lived in what we, I guess you'd call it the suburbs, but, uh, you know, New Orleans, Metairie, and uh, Kenner, that's all kind of one it's all the big metropolitan area, really. It's not really like the suburbs where you got to go, you know, 20 minutes out. It's all kind of the same thing. Now, the, the, when I flew in, I, I didn't, I flew into uh, Slidell. Okay. So, yeah, that's on, that's uh, across Lake Pontchartrain. Yep. And, yeah, and that's, from that's, there, that's more of a suburb. Uh, like I said, met like, uh, New Orleans, Metairie, and Kenner, those are all like in a line before you have okay. to cross a lake or anything like that. So it's all kind of one area. Okay, cool. And then, uh, you know, talking about, the far, um, you know, that was kind of like the la- one of the last big things. Um, I wasn't on the department yet, but uh, our fire department, Chicago, that was one of the last big natural disasters. We went and uh, Sisterwood with, was with Katrina. Oh, okay. And I hear story. I I hear stories from um, guys who are still on the job who who, who went down there because that you know that was uh, like I said I was still I was so you're a junior I was I was a freshman when it happened and uh, I got on the fire department when I was 19 so okay. um, I got right out of high school so but um, yeah it's uh you know hearing story I mean it, it, it's it's crazy and we were still actually just talking about yes yesterday. Um, about you know how I was down there, so we went to go watch the Chicago Bears play the Saints a couple years oh. ago. And um, Who wait, house uh, man, I don't need to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> put it this way, put it this way, we had a better we had a better chance uh, of meeting someone famous at walk-ons than we did <laughs> winning that game. <laughs> uh, I gotta I gotta say who that. You know, that's my, <laughs> my guys. <laughs> um, but you know, you, you go, you know, and obviously we stood, we didn't stay in the quarter. We stood in actual like downtown. Um, yeah. and I can't remember the name of the street for my life. It it's the street that the casino is on. Oh, uh, Canal Street. Not Canal. 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 It would be east of there. So you had to come west. I'm not I'm I'm not hundred percent sure. And to be perfectly honest with you, I try to stay out of downtown New Orleans <laughs> as, often, as, as much as possible, just because I I'm not a big fan of uh, no offense to you, I'm not a big fan of the tourists that uh, oh, hey. frequent that area. I guess just being raised down here, like I don't necessarily mm-hmm. like going to the quarter and uh, going downtown. I mean, I'll do it every now and then, but uh, I guess growing up here, it's it's kind of just a normal thing. <laughs> You're preaching to the choir, dude. Chicago is the same way, man. You know, there, there's certain areas. Like I live on the on the southwest side of Chicago. I live five minutes away from Midway Airport. So when you know, I I, I have a Chicago. You know, it's a Chicago address. But 
when people think of Chicago, you know, they think of, you know, like downtown and Wrigleyville and where Wrigley yeah. Field and all that is. I, dude, I'm, I'm about half hour. Now, that's the other thing about city too, it's traffic. So like regular, yeah. like if you're, if you're in, you know, just normal town, all right, it's probably, probably about 25, 30 minutes without any traffic, but there's always traffic during the day. So you're looking at an hour away, you know, to, just to get there. So, um, I get it. And I don't like going down there cause that's where all the tourist people and they turn <laughs> into a bunch of assholes. And then, oh, yeah. you know, it, 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 and again, when I, I try to be respectful, any city I ever go to, you know, it, it's just, it's just manners. You don't want to, you know, I, I don't know where I'm at. And if I ever get in trouble, I want to make friends with somebody who I know I'm going to, who, you know, if I was ever in trouble, who's going to have my back. So <laughs> oh, yeah. not everybody has manners these days. I, I see that all the time out in the boat and, now that you know the whole corona thing happened everybody and their grandma decided to go buy a boat and uh <laughs> it just drives me nuts what i the crap you got to deal with out there <laughs> oh yeah uh you know what and even you know what even before corona like we do i've done tournaments uh i was doing tournaments for three years and you know i'll never forget the one time you know you get and no fault of his own because nobody's told him better but Give a college kid a bass boat and tell him to go fish uh, Bassmaster Collegiate Series. Oh, oh hey, I don't know where the channel markers are. <laughs> oh man, I was I was, uh, I was twenty one, so I I know yeah. <laughs> I was there too, man. I know. <laughs> so, but um, you know, but again, you know, you don't know any, but you know, you don't know any better. But you know, yep. it happens. Oh yeah, but it's been going on. It's just like you said, it's been fueled more now that everybody wants something to do. Where you know, you couldn't be inside, so you'd be outside. So everyone decided to go recreational. Yeah, I'm not gonna complain. Bass fishing has gained so much popularity, and it, it's just become such a a bigger thing now. And I like it, but there's so many people doing it now, and so many people trying to make it in bass fishing that it's mm -hmm. it's gotten crazy. So let me ask you this. Have you seen increased fishing pressure on your lakes down there now that everybody's fishing? And has it affected the way your your catch rates have? So are you catching smaller fish? Are you catching less numbers because more people are fishing now? How is it affecting fishing for you guys? I haven't noticed it just because I know my way around the delta so well and okay i can especially in my boat because i i have a little aluminum boat i can get back in the spots that a lot of guys can't get into most of the guys you see fishing where i'm fishing have you know bay boats 18 to 26 foot bay boats they're going out trying to catch speckled trout and redfish and they go all you know close more offshore a little bit too so i can get back up into the marsh and kind of stay away from the crowds which i love i mean that's yeah. why i bought my aluminum boat that's i, I like to get away from everybody so that's i have just like us with the kayaks man <laughs> you can get into more stuff than i can so that's awesome yeah. <laughs> that's the one reason i would have wanted a kayak i just can't I, i'm not stable enough I, i'm i'm sure i get used to it if i kept trying it but i fell out one time and i was done uh, one and down, huh? <laughs> all you were, all you did, were done. You just baptized into the water. Now you can do it and, and be a pro at it because you got your baptismal. 
Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. So, you know, I, and around here, it, it, it's Chicago is a very unique place. And, you know, our fisheries are very delicate. And unfortunately, even before COVID, you know, with everything, um, really did spike that increase of people coming out to fish beforehand. You had people, you know, who were catching everything, not keeping fish within the limits, you know, keeping oh, yeah. too many fish, too small fish, too big a fish. And it, it, it does really put the pressure on uh, the because we have a lot of um, a lot of lakes that are like glacial lakes, but the, the fish themselves that we need to have stocking programs in order to sustain. And, you know, when you don't follow the regulations that that program doesn't do anything because now you're, you're taken away from the fishery itself. You yeah, know, we and, get that a lot down here too. Uh, a lot of guys are, you know, the, we call them the, the bandits. Uh, they're always, you know, keeping whatever they catch. Doesn't matter what, how big it is. Doesn't matter how many they catch, they're keeping them. So, yep. And it, you know, again, you know, where it's somewhere big and sprout like a Delta here, it's, you're talking, you know, various sizes. We could be anywhere from 20 acres to, you know, like our biggest lake would probably be about 500 acres. Okay. And, you know, it's still in relative to some of the bigger lakes. That's a, that's very small. Yeah. That's a very small area for, for fish. So, um, but you know, I'm glad to see down there, you know, it, it's not affecting you guys as much as it is up here. Yeah. Cause up here it, 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 it has taken a toll, you know, the fishing quality has gone down in some spots, but just like you, I know where to go though. <laughs> and a lot of, a lot of people just can't find them. Like I know, I know a ton of guys that I see at the launch, you know, every day that are going after speckle trap and, I can go sit in a couple spots that I know and, and just put them in the boat and some people just can't find them there. You know, they're school fish. So mm -hmm. if you can find one or two, there's more there. And you know, some guys just can't find them. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Reese's peanut butter cups and breaking news. Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Well... You know, let, 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 let we kind of veered a little bit off topic, but let's let's get back into <laughs> it, man. So, all right, so New Orleans and, and Cajun culture. So, in the spirit of Cajun culture, um, do you got do you have any any or any Cajun or uh, Creole stories you want to tell before we get into this about uh, New Orleans or, or or Louisiana itself to kind of veer our listeners and, and give them uh the intimate mood setting oh uh, i will say if you venture west of new orleans out towards uh like the river parishes and the bayou parishes be prepared to not understand anything because <laughs> i've lived here my whole life and i still don't understand them we yeah 
call them coon asses. And uh, <laughs> they 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 got that they'll mix in, you know, French when they're talking and all kind of stuff like that. So it's 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 a little difficult. So just be prepared if you come down here and go towards the you know the western part of uh Louisiana, well mostly the central Louisiana in the south, you know, Lafayette and that whole area. Yeah. yeah. You'll you'll run into a lot of people you can't <laughs> understand what they're saying. You know, and it's funny you're talking about Canal Street, and they're you know, and it, it, it's it's not funny for the circumstance they're in. There there are homeless people who are of Cajun descent, and oh, it's hard enough to to understand some homeless people sometimes. But yeah. when they're trying when they're trying to speak Cajun or Creole to you, you're like, are you just crazy? Or are you? What, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're you you're different than our Chicago you. homeless people. <laughs> oh, it ours is it's horrible now. And anywhere you go in the city, under all the bridges and the overpasses, it's packed. Oh, it, dude, they call us te- they call us tent city here in Chicago. That's how Pretty we much. are now. Yep. It, a- anywhere that there's an underpass, or anywhere that there's an open field uh, or greenery area in Chicago, mm. it's just tents, and it's Dang. a it's a horrible situation, man. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel horrible for them. It's just crazy when you know you hate for you hate to have that happen to anybody, mm-hmm. and it's it. But it's also hurting the city, you know, when people come from out of town and you go downtown New Orleans, and that's the first thing you see. You yeah. know, it makes a lot of people not want to come back. Well, there's other things that don't make you want to come back, like when you turn the heat on for the first <laughs> time in the airport and it smells like a smells like a urinal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all of Bourbon Street, too. Oh, man. <laughs> you ain't kidding. You know, I uh, walking around the French Quarter, walking around Bourbon Street, I've never seen so much trash in the street in my life. <laughs> oh, it's, I will say that's gotten a little bit better. We have a there's a new garbage company down there, and they keep it somewhat clean as much as they can. <laughs> but when everybody's oh, yeah. walking down the street throwing beer cans and beer bottles all over the, all over the ground, it's hard to keep up with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you're down so you're in new orleans let's talk about some of the restaurants man let's uh i want why don't you give me your top three uh restaurant picks for uh new orleans um i'm gonna have to go uh i kind of pick some categories all right Uh, if you're looking for good seafood Mm -hmm. there is a it's actually not even in new orleans it's kind of a hole in the wall place that a lot of people don't know about it's called R nose. R nose. Yes. It's uh it like the letter R and O. Yep. And uh, it's actually in Metairie, uh in a little area called Bucktown, which was a you know a big fishing community back in the day. Uh they have some of the best seafood you can you can get down here. Uh excellent po boys. <laughs> so I mean just a, it, it, like I said, kind of a hole in the wall place. It's kind of small, and when you go in, it's really crowded. But definitely recommend that you go try that out. Okay. Uh, another seafood place that everybody seems to like, which is downtown, kind of in the quarter, is Deanie's. Deanie's, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's a that's always been a popular one. And uh, if you're into Italian food. There is a again. This is another Metairie place, so right outside of New Orleans. Uh, it's called Nephew's Restaurante. Okay, and 
it's a my it's a owned by a guy who used to own another restaurant in new orleans and it's some of the best italian food you could have if you have if anybody ever goes there tell them you want to feed me and they will bring you six or seven courses of uh you know small plates and it's amazing wow <laughs> feed me huh <laughs> yeah the feed me nice all right well from what i remember and i'm looking at my list of things here um one of the best places i had at po boy was from mothers yes everybody knows mothers yep it, it, they got they got good sandwiches mothers was was awesome i you know i Oh, like we we got a lot of we got actually a lot of people who do Cajun cooking up here, and um, I, you just couldn't you could not beat it. It was it was bar none. It was it was awesome. It was very very good. Do y'all eat um, crawfish up there? Yeah. So we have uh in February we so there's a place by us called Chuck's Cajun Cafe, and uh-huh. uh, every day he gets he gets a hundred pounds uh, shipped up. Nice. And, yeah, it's he does it. He does both. He goes the the tufle and and just regular ones that are boiled and and you suck on. That's, that's yep. one of my favorite things in the world to eat is boiled crawfish. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, another place that I really really like, um, and this is probably a popular spot. It was probably just because I uh, I knew it. It seemed like you know got the most reviews, uh, but it was Cafe Beignet. Yes. Yeah, that was very. You know, you can't go down and not have a beignet when you're. You gotta have beignets. Eat whether it be uh, cafe beignet, cafe Dumont, uh, and then we also have morning call. So I mean, there's a bunch of places that do them. Those are probably the the three most popular. And then uh, one of the places we ate at, I just had mentioned it, was called Walk Ons. Yes. And walk-ons, man. We, me and my buddy, had a burger from there. It was like the, I think it was like a ghost pepper, but like they, I guess they get their peppers fresh. Like they have like their own garden uh-huh. that they pick their peppers from. Yeah. Holy Christ, man! Yeah. We're sitting there, we're like, man, this is hot, but it's hot, hot. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was delicious. Started in uh in Baton Rouge, right by uh I I want to say it was somebody that went to LSU. Yeah, or if not had something to do with LSU, and I think now they have three locations, maybe four locations. I know they had they have the one in the city now, but uh, yeah, that's they got they got a mean burger over there. Oh yeah, it, that was awesome. So, um, and little side note, you know when you're now when you're coming off of Bur- when you're coming off of Bourbon Street at three in the morning, um, Crystal's is always clutch, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> anything's good. Just like uh. If you're on Bourbon Street, you want to get a lucky dog. It's probably the grossest thing in the world to eat. The little hot dog <laughs> push the cart around. Yeah, the cart. Yep. But they taste delicious when when you're shit <laughs> faced, you know, at oh man. Four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, or you know, you, you had yeah, because you had too many hand grenades. <laughs> oh, yeah. The old hand grenade. I haven't had one of those in years. <laughs> oh man, I I didn't want I'm like that's like a slut that's just like diabetes and liver failure right there in, in, in one big large cup. <laughs> oh. Um but yeah, no, and crystals I if you ever come up north, it crystals is the equivalent to what we have of White Castle up here. Yeah, like Harold and Kumar. Yes, 
<laughs> Literally, I, it's I like buy, it's I like buy those from the store, and and you know the frozen ones. They have the white castle burgers that are frozen. Oh They're, man, you, I eat those all the time. <laughs> I'm you sure never, fresh ones you, are way better. <laughs> the fresh ones are, are so. At, I don't know if it's it, it has to be a Chicago thing. So it, in Chicago, at, at our firehouses, so like one of the things, like if you work overtime, usually you you put you know you put extra money into the food club, but you'll uh-huh. bring they call it a, a crave case. So you'll bring a crave crave case at five o'clock and you know five six o'clock in the morning. To the firehouse of just fresh, uh, of of these cheeseburgers, and they they also make breakfast sandwiches now. So you do like half breakfast sandwich, half cheeseburgers. Nice. And here's all of us destroying a case of White Castles by eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. So shout out to Crystals, man, because they are they are the the savior on uh at, at three a.m. <laughs> cool, man. So. Uh, let's move on to some beers. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I never, I, I, when I was down on bourbon street or down around there, cause I was with the bigger group, I didn't really get to hit up any breweries. So anything you got, I'm all game for man. Uh, well we have, uh, it used to be Dixie brewing company. They, they changed the name because you know, Dixie isn't yeah. necessarily okay. acceptable now. Uh, it is now called Fo- Fallberg which is the French word for neighborhood. Okay. Um, like a lot of the, the neighborhoods down here, like the Fallberg Marini and all that stuff that it's just a name for neighborhood. They, they make some good beer, but uh Nola brewing company is a, okay. it's relatively new. Um, but they've got, like I, I told you before we started, I'm not necessarily the, the biggest craft beer drinker. I like to stick with the old, uh, sure. the old Miller lights and light beers, but they make some nice stuff. They've got a blonde ale that I really like. Okay. Um, Nola Brewing Company, and they do tours and all that stuff at their little place. I, I want to say it's on Chapatulas. If you if you, if you've heard Chapatulas, that's a big one down here. Yeah, it's a famous street because nobody knows how to spell it, even when you live here. Hold on. You know what? I I got this map pulled up. So here's <laughs> Canal. Okay. I don't know that street, but the one street I we stood on. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this, so bear with me. <laughs> Podrus, Poydrus, Poydrus. Yeah, yep. uh, and I take it uh, the other street's not too far away, then, huh? Yeah, the other uh, Chapatulas actually runs like parallel with the river. Uh, okay, so it runs right along the river. It's if you're looking at downtown New Orleans, it's probably back on the other side of the interstate, right along the river. It starts with a TCH. You would okay. not. You would not expect that. <laughs> Urban South. Okay. Oh man, there's I, I forgot about this place now. That's Gus is world famous for uh fried chicken. I had that too. Oh yeah, they, they got some good fried chicken. I haven't <laughs> had that in a long time. Yep. I forgot about that place. I'll have to look for um because I see convention center. I'd have to look on the other oh wait a minute. I did ah here we go. I found it. I sure did find it. Yep. It's literally right on the other side of it. Yep. yep. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, we are planning another trip down there at, at some point in time. Well, you're, you're going to have to give me a holler. I had to take y'all fishing. Absolutely. So now it's coming up on my map. There's a Urban South Brewery. Do you know anything about that one? 
I want to say that's a newer one. I, I haven't really tried any of their stuff. Um, I know there's a couple. We also have a beta, which I know a beta. A beta, yeah. yeah. That's kind of a, a world of, or at least a nationwide kind of yep. known thing now. Um, they're actually on the north side of the lake across from uh, across from New Orleans. In, it's actually in Abita Springs. Okay. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Heard of a beta. Yes, yes, I have that old purple haze. That's one. Of, that's always one of my favorites. But I can only drink two or three of those. They. You know, <laughs> yep that that's good stuff down there. Um, so you know let let's get we're gonna get into. I know there's not you don't have any distilleries in that area though, right? Not that I know of. Okay. But one thing that a lot of people, if you've been to Bourbon Street, there's a whole bunch of different mixed drinks that, you know, if someone goes to New Orleans, you be like, you got to try this drink, try this drink, and, and you got to try this drink. And I will say the one drink I did have that I tried that was absolutely delicious, but just kind of kind of weird setting after that was uh, was a voodoo. I've, where'd you get that at? I've never heard of that. One. Oh man! So one of my uh, one of my lieutenants told me about it. You gotta go down. So where it was that? It was down by the mall. So okay. if you walk down by, so uh, I'm looking at the map here just to jog my memory. Okay, so where Waldenburg Park is, uh huh. There's a little. It's it's just a little stand that's over there. And uh, it's called it's called a voodoo. And I actually got the I'm looking at the cup right now. It's up <laughs> on the shelf right now. But man, I had one of those, and I'm I start walking back. I'm like, oh, whatever was in here, man. This <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch how I'm stepping, man. I get get a uh, walking while intoxicated. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody knows uh, there. I don't know if y'all went to Pat O'Brien's while y'all were down here. Pat O'Brien's. Um, no, I, unless of, I just don't remember. <laughs> that's kind of a, a famous one uh, on Bourbon Street. And uh, they have the hurricane. And, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. I mean, that's a, a that's a New Orleans famous one right there. Yep. Hurricanes are great. And then we talked about the hand grenade. Yeah. Uh, those are. Uh, and then. Um, <laughs> well, I, I started seeing them pop up more and more, not just in New Orleans, but I saw them down in Key West. I've seen them out long uh, Broadway now. But like the slut, like the first time I ever saw it was in Broadway. It was on, um, sorry, it was on uh, Bourbon Street. It was um, like, it's where you get the grenade, but it's a whole like slushy, like a whole slushy machine. Like, yeah, I don't think well, about going to 7 Eleven. They all come out of that damn little squirt machine just like a, a slurpee or whatever you want to call it yep but you uh, got it they they I, i'm not i'm not a big fan of those those are uh hangovers in a in a <laughs> pool of a cup <laughs> um yeah and there's one other drink that we had down there um i can't remember the name of it but it it, it had pretty much it was a uh it was a a gin drink. Um, I, I forgot what it was called, but I'll tell you what, though. That night on Bourbon Street, we were all sorts of fucked up. So, <laughs> sorry if my, my my memory doesn't jog me that well. Uh, it's at a, least I've had quite a few of those nights down Bourbon Street. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man. It, Bourbon Street, 
if you've never experienced it, it just once. And I was fortunate. I, I went around how I went on how so we spent you know the day the day before the day of and the day after Halloween down there. I saw some cool shit then. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> it was a lot of fun. The only the <laughs> only time the only better time to go than probably Halloween or if you know it's during a Saints game is uh I mean Mardi Gras and I yeah I personally don't go down there during Mardi Gras because I don't like that many people. So <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of the crowds, but you know, Mardi Gras day on Bourbon street is like just a sea of people. Oh yeah. That's too many people for me. <laughs> oh, see, we're in the same boat there. Yep. There's just enough. It was enough people where I was like, okay, you know, for Halloween, it was, it, was the, it wasn't where I couldn't, like if something were to go down, I could still run and make my way through. Oh um, yeah. But, but you know, Mardi Gras. I've seen pictures of Mardi Gras and where yeah, your your ass moving around. Yeah, your your sardines in the street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, cool, man. So what? Uh, so you know, obviously, Bourbon Street's a huge attraction. What other? So there's a lot of musical history to New Orleans. Is mm-hmm. there any uh, recommendations you you'd like to give out for um, like historical markers or? places to check out that uh people should see and visit that strays away from like bourbon street and the norm well uh preservation hall is it that's still kind of in the quarter uh but uh tipitina's it's a it's a bar kind of uh uptown you would call it uptown i guess okay it's a, you know just a, a music venue bar and there's always good acts playing at tipitina's okay um, you got that. Uh, I mean, a lot of the the bar rooms that are off, you know, outside of the quarter that yeah. have live music always have, you know, the good New Orleans style music. You know, the the jazz inspired stuff, kind of that, you know, folky uh, rock music. Okay, stuff like that stuff that I'm into. I, I'm I'm in the the New Orleans music scene, so. Sure. Uh, you know what? I'm trying to pull up. I, there was an area we went to, and I can't think of it for the life of me right now, and I'm going to find it right now because it had it was one it was one street and it had a it had a it had like three different music bars on it. Um, it was just outside the French Quarter. Was it the Treme? That the, sounds I mean- about right. Yeah, the Tremay's famous for the 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 jazz kind of like a jazz hall ballroom kind yep. of setup. I yep. mean, that's you'll get uh guys like Trombone Shorty who's okay. you know, <laughs> wildly famous now. Yeah. Uh he'll play random little pop-up shows and stuff in some of those bars and like nobody'll know what's going on and all of a sudden some somebody famous will just walk in and start playing on the stage. Yep, that that's that's exactly it. Yep, it, yeah. it, yep, there it is. Yes, sir. I knew what you were talking about as soon as you said. It. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was cool, and like I said, you're you're kind of out of the French Quarter, but you're in in an area where it's just it, it's very it's culturally enriched. It's very yeah. it's awesome over there. There's there's a lot of even when you're not in the quarter, 
you can go to a lot of the smaller neighborhoods and it still has that New Orleans feel, you know, like you could tell you're in New Orleans. And that's sure. that's what I love about the city. Pretty much anywhere you go, you could tell it's a place like, you know, that's not like a lot of other places. Absolutely. Um, do you have any other uh, recommendations or places to check out while we're down there? Or if somebody was traveling down there, what you, what you want to do? Put on your list. Uh, now, I um just to, I know we were talking travel, but to bring up fishing again, we have New Orleans City Park. Okay, which is one of the largest uh, public parks in the country, I believe. And uh, if you go in there, there's something crazy like uh, four thousand square feet or feet of uh like shoreline that runs along yeah. the and stuff and the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries they stock it every couple of years with Florida strain bass. Oh and that's where I cut my teeth bass fishing. Like that's where I learned how to fish. And uh, a friend of mine actually has the record for the largest fish caught out of there and it was just over nine pounds. Awesome. So, I mean, this is a, a thing like the deepest spot in the whole park is probably four foot and they're <laughs> growing giants. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. And if I'm not mistaken, around Halloween, because I remember when I was down there, they have a huge music festival in that park too, right? Voodoo. Voodoo, yep. Yeah, it's. I mean, and there's always big names playing voodoo too. So yep. like Foo Fighters usually play. Foo Fighters was the one, the first one they came, that I remember. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I saw actually saw Lil Wayne at uh at Voodoo probably ten years ago. Okay. Yeah. I haven't Home been to Voodoo boy. in a while. Again, that's a little too many a little bit too many people. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel you on that. Well, man, we're getting we're wrapping up to that hour marker here. Um, oh yeah. We I didn't has it been that long, damn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so, you know, the last couple minutes, man, I want to give it to you. Uh, I want to tell you, number one, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your hometown with us and, and giving your recommendations and, you know, sharing the fishing experience. It's awesome. And, you know, it doesn't go it doesn't go unnoticed. There, there's people who listen to this who do pick up advice. I get messages back and forth. Hey, you know, listen to your show. I, I, followed, the, I followed what, you know, person said and, and did this. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Is there anybody who you want to give thanks to any kind of uh, sponsors, uh, important people in the life? Uh, if your fiance is listening to this, you want to tell her how much you love her? <laughs> Floor is yours. Well, I got first off, thanks to my fiance and uh, my two kids. They're, you know, everything. They put up with my shit all the time <laughs> and uh, let me do my fishing thing. And she comes fishing with me all the time as well. So. Uh, and then, uh, I just got my two, uh, my two big sponsors, or I say big sponsors, my two sponsors, the, uh, the hooks at hoodlums, mm -hmm. uh, my guys, they're from, they're from up North, but I'm repping them down here. And then, uh, stretching lines baits. Yep. That's my, that's Fellow my teammate. That's oh, my did I say it out loud? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm not supposed to announce that yet. That's coming up soon. Yeah. <laughs> big, big things coming from both of those guys. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean, 
I appreciate the opportunity to get on here and let y'all know about the fishing and the culture down here. And hopefully, you know, some people come down here and check it out. Rollins is a great place to visit, man. It sure is, man. And I'm, I'm looking for, uh, to get back down there soon. So definitely, uh, definitely take, you know, take some of that. Maybe, I, maybe I just won't even go. I'll just stay to the park and catch a nine pounder. Hey, bro, hit, yeah. Like I said, that's where I cut my teeth. That's where I learned how to bass fish. So, let me know. I'll take you out there. We'll try and get on a big one. That's my biggest, my my personal best came out of there. Six pounds, seven ounces. It it was a giant. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, where can people find and follow you, Christian? Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram uh, at big underscore easy underscore bassin. Mm-hmm. Uh you can come be my friend on Facebook, Christian Gerstner. And I just recently started a fan page for Big Easy Bassin. So if you are you talking an OnlyFans page right now? Oh no, not at all. <laughs> I probably would make no money off of that. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. You're way <laughs> worth way more than that. <laughs> I mean, I could go fishing naked and put it on there, but I don't think too many people want to watch that. <laughs> hey man. You never know, man. There's there people people got what they like what they like. So and yeah. if, if they like it, they make you money when everyone's happy. Oh well. <laughs> I'm hoping to get a YouTube going sooner or later. I have a couple older videos uh from fishing in the park. If y'all want to go check them out, they're really shitty quality. Uh but yeah, I, I hopefully I'll have that rolling sooner than later. But uh I'm I'm hoping my next year is gonna be mostly tournament stuff, so Awesome, man. Well, good luck to you in your 2022 season. And like I said, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. Cool. Stick around, all right? Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one. All right. All right, guys. That's been another episode of Off the Water. Check back in in two weeks when we have our next episode with our next guest. Where are we going? Nobody knows, but you sure know it's going to be a great time off the water. Till next time, peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.